Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Folks, I wish you could be here during the commercials. Key was explaining to us what a waggle is. Key using the big words now. Yeah, half row waggle, football terminology. Football terminology. You got to learn, man. We always got to get better, Zubin. No out, no doubt. The NFL no out, season. No waggle, sprint, no out. Sprint, sprint right option is different than, than 218. So just different. Yeah. Football yeah. jargon, taking yeah, us inside. Well, we're going to have a couple of classes on some of these shows upcoming as we preview NFL football. That's why he's the number one overall pick, Super Bowl champion. Take us inside. New two for hoops. Take us inside. That's the whole point of the show for guys like me in the audience and the men and women listening. You guys have been in the spots that all of us want to be in. You guys just talk about it like it's a normal thing. I was going to say perfunctory, but that would be too big. So no, I went down to normal. Perfunctory is keep it simple. No, perfunctory is okay. <laughs> right? But that other one, I don't even remember. I don't remember what the word was. <laughs> Fulcrum. We have to well, get Fulcrum. on a You know, I was going to say what's interesting about it is the basketball terminology, when you get into the depths of it, right? It's different. It's different. And that takes a while to acquire that taste. So for me, hearing Key talk about the nuances of football, like I, I don't hear guys talk that way. You know, guys like when basketball players or football players, you're talking about other things, culture, music, things of that. So you're not talking about the innuendos of what a waggo is. Like I've never heard that before. Right. Well, the, the nuances. Yeah, and exactly. that'll be good for Cam though. He'll he'll be able to do some stuff. More NFL talk, Diana Rossini, seven twenty AM Eastern. If you're a hoops fan, hang tight. Sean Marks, as you just may have heard me mention, seven forty AM Eastern. He is the general manager of the Brooklyn Nets and they pulled off a coup, according to some people yesterday, or was it a fleecing yesterday? Depending on what your point of view is here, it was a simple hire. Steve Nash, no experience, hired by the Nets. We talked about it. It happened just at the end of our program when we were wrapping up at 10 a.m. Eastern time. Then Stephen A. went on the air, uh, went on first take, uh, and he said the two words. Ladies and gentlemen, there's no way around this. This is white privilege. This does not happen for a black man. No experience whatsoever on any level as a coach. And you get the Brooklyn Nets job. I'm thinking about a champion that is Ty Lue, passed up. I'm thinking about a guy who built the foundation for the Golden State Warriors in Mark Jackson, passed up. I'm thinking about the years that Sam Cassell has served as an assistant, passed up. And it's for a guy, my God, one of the best guys you could possibly meet in your life, but a guy that has no experience whatsoever. Okay, I will uh, also go ahead. Go ahead. You guys are I hot. Just, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Man, he's like, look, I, I, sometimes I call him Preacher Stephen A. And I, that's my homie. That's the big brother. But He'll be I, joining us. You can have that conversation yeah, well, with Yeah, him. we'll talk with him about it. I just, Mark Jackson got his gig without any head coaching experience. Jason Kidd got his gig without any head coaching with experience. With the Nets. With the Nets. Uh, Isaiah Thomas got a job without any head coaching experience. Magic Johnson got a head coaching job without any head coaching experience. And all I'm saying is, I, I'm not saying that that narrative does not exist. It is factual. And I get how we talk about that with the NFL, right? Yeah. And I, I hear what he's saying. But at the same time, I'm sitting there saying, well, wait a second. You have two black superstars in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irvin who ultimately signed off signed on up. that deal. Mm-hmm. Signed off on that deal. So, you know, I went on the internet the other day. I was like, look, I, I think that's black privilege. And what black privilege means to me is that we have people in positions of power key yes. that are able to make those decisions that yeah. are black well, that are saying, so it's reversed on his back. So I'm saying you, so now you're going to call that reverse racism. Like it's just a different, it's a different time and age. And I don't think that white privilege comment was applicable to the net situation. No, I, I don't think it. Yeah, no, it wasn't for me at all. And it is hard. I understand what Stephen A was trying to go. And I understand that narrative. 
uh, for for many years in all businesses and walks of life is that way. That's why I always say if I'm ever running a team, my entire family will be there working because I'm going to use my influence and my power to bring them in. Um, Steve Nash is just different for me, right? I mean, it's yeah. just, and Stephen A alluded to some of that. I mean, he almost feels like a brother to me. And I know Steve personally. And so when I look at others that have the opportunity maybe to get that job, relationships go a long way when you get hired with things. Um, One of the reasons that I'm back on national scene is because I have relationships at ESPN that knew me and I had good work and they hired me before and they knew I wasn't going to screw it up. So relationships go a long ways. You look at the New York Giants and Joe Judge with no head coaching experience whatsoever. Never coordinated. Never know. Well, they moved the goalpost several times on the coordinator. Before mm-hmm. it was defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator. Sure. Now all of a sudden you could be a special, special teams, teams coordinator. coordinator. But I would tell so, you John Harbaugh was a special teams coordinator, became yeah, the head coach of the Ravens. But that was 10,000 years ago, right? You. I mean, that's – but they moved the goalpost recently on that. So, But Joe Judge becomes a head coach of a great franchise here in New York, different than Steve Nash. Steve Nash got all the skins on the walls, respect. Can I the give players, the Kevin Durant signed off on it, the whole deal. Here are the skins. Two-time MVP, eight-time All-Star, led the league in assists five times – and is a Naismith Hall of Fame. And it's not even it's not even his statistics to me. It's the respect. Much like Jay Will said, you got Kevin Durant signing off on it and Kyrie Irving. I'm gonna do what the hell they want, black or white. I've been giving them exactly. dudes about five hundred million dollars between the two of them. They want who, they want who's the most competent, right? Yeah. You can say, hey, Sam Cassell was out there. Okay, but Sam they Cassell don't needs want to have a, Sam Cassell. They that, wanted Steve Nash. And he needs to have a relationship with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I'm not sure that he has that to that degree. It brings up a different a different point. Because I feel like if Stephen A. I went here, I would have it would have been a, a more intriguing conversation. And Key, I'll, I'll ask you about this. Is it, you know, and I, I was on our show a couple of weeks ago and we were talking about black guilt, right? Like doing more for the black community. So then the On our show? Well, just yeah, real, oh, very quickly. I'm just right? sorry, I missed that. I know you. Well, because you because you didn't say it. Okay, all right, That's go ahead. Missed it. Go ahead. If if Stephen A. had positioned this, well, does Kevin Durant and Kyrie need to have? Do they need to hire a black coach? Do they feel responsibility to hire a black coach? Now, look, I, I argue against that because we talk about relationships, right? We talk about that meaning something, and that you have to have a relationship, like. You know, do you just go out and say, I'm just going to go out and hire somebody no. because they're a color? No. Right? Like, you also have to have a relationship with me. I have to understand your character. I'm just not going to hire you by the color of your skin. It's going to be by the content of your character at the same time, right? Famously said. Exactly. By Martin Luther King. <laughs> Famously said. Okay. Go for y'all. I love it. Though. So, go like, ahead. that's my thing, right? If, But, like, that should have been the conversation. Not, I don't think that Sean Marks is saying, I'm going to, I'm in white privilege, I'm going to hire a, a white coach. Ultimately, like knowing that we're in these times of Black Lives Matter, we're in these times of protests, knowing where KD stands, knowing what KD has done in the DMV area, building out a school in the DMV area. D.C., Maryland, Virginia. Yes, his knowing home that region. Kyrie Irving was the first guy, like, we should boycott, like donating money to all these different, like, it's, that's not the case. No, it's, it's, it's all about the relationship in this situation and what the star players want. And if the star players wanted Ty Lue, I'm sure 
they would have got Ty Lue. If they wanted Mark Jackson, I'm sure they would have gotten Mark Jackson. All of these guys, Sam Cassell, Mark Jackson, Ty Lue, and whoever else is out there are deserving of a job in the NBA, no questions whatsoever. Except the two stars, one is Steve Nash. I got a question for you real quick. Five black head coaches right now. Lloyd Pierce, Hawks, Dwayne Casey, Pistons, J.B. Bickerstaff, Cavs, Monty Williams, Phoenix, Doc Rivers, L.A. Five black see- head coaches. The league is 80% Lloyd black. Lloyd Pierce. Le- Lloyd I mentioned Pe- that. Okay, okay. All right. Lloyd Pierce, Dwayne Casey, J.B. Bickerstaff, Monty Williams, Doc Rivers. Five coaches. The league is 80% black. Two black head coaches have been fired this offseason. Alvin Gentry, Nate McMillan. We do have James Borrego, the first Hispanic coach in NBA history, and Eric Spolstra is Filipino. Does it rub you the wrong way that in 2013-2014, Key, not a lifetime ago, there were 14 black head coaches in the NBA in 2013-2014? We are now down to five. Can I say this, though? There are a lot of head coaches coming. That's what I'm about to say. It's a lot of candidates. Ty Lue is coming. I think Mark Jackson is going to come back. Jason Kidd is going to be there, and a lot of jobs are open. Darvin Ham is going to be there. Adrian Griffin is going to be there. Miles Simon, who used to work here at ESPN, is on his way to becoming a head coach, now with the Lakers organization as well. So there's a lot of viable candidates, and there are also a lot of jobs. Houston's going to be open if they lose to the Lakers. Okay, people haven't talked about Tyler. If, but go ahead. When New Orleans, the Pelicans, Philly, Indiana, Chicago. Like there's opportunities coming, and there's a lot of viable candidates that are right there. Fair enough. But if I would have told you yesterday, put Steve Nash ahead of all those guys, you would have put Nash behind all those guys, and Steve Nash got that job. But I never knew Steve Nash actually was inclined to want a coach. Right. So- I had no idea his job. I had no idea he actually wanted to do that. I knew about his relationship with Kevin Durant. But I'm trying to tell you, relationships go a long way, man. They really do. And, they go and, a long and, way. Sure, of course. You know, guys in both sports, football, basketball – when you have a relationship with somebody, if I was to ever take a job as a, a front office guy, I'm going to hire somebody that I have a relationship with gotta to work with me because I got to be able to trust that when the building go to burning that they got my back. Stephen A. here at 830. We'll see if he feels any differently this morning after hearing from the fellas. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin reminding you it's all about ESPN Audio at home via your smart speaker. ESPN Audio at home brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes. From customization and service to financial assistance, Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. Still to come, a former number one overall pick. Securing the starting job in New England yesterday, I'm sure you know who that Shocking. is. <laughs> is another Jared finally Sinem. about to secure <laughs> Brian Hoyer a job of his own. We'll get to that. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Good Friday morning. A to Z brought to you by Redbox NFL Talk with the great NFL insider Diana Rossini in one minute. The Pats officially, key also a great NFL insider. <laughs> the Pats with the least surprising news of training camp, which is now broken all around the league. That is, of course, Cam Newton has won the starting job. It'll be the first time in more than 400 starts the Pats will have a starting QB. That was not homegrown. The fact that he's a team captain, and I don't know if the team voted him in or the coaches, the whatever. Team the the team, team voted the team him in. So that tells you they trust that guy in the huddle. Bill Effusive, Bill Belichick, effusive in his praise, whatever that means. We never quite know with him. Key, your Dodgers. Big moment last night for Clayton Kershaw. 2,500 career Ks. Second pitcher in Dodgers history to do it. Joining Don Sutton, another great benchmark for the best lefty of his era. And he still has stuff left. I mean, mm-hmm. a, a lot of... Th- when you look at him the last couple of years, he's been, you know, in and out of the lineup, hurt a little bit. But when he's going, he's got junk, man. He's on fire. He Filthy. was throwing that stuff that night. Wow. Back injury, as Key said, has kind of derailed him a little bit. But the Dodgers do have 29 wins, which is the most in Major League Baseball. Yeah. And Grizzlies guard John Morant, the number two pick out of Murray State, was the runaway winner for Rookie of the Year. Kendrick Nunn, who very quietly had a great year for Miami, was second. Zion did get one first-place vote. Jay, I'm not saying even money, but if you gave me good odds on DraftKings, right, if you gave me good odds on DraftKings, I would take Ja better career than Zion. Wow, you're going to ask me to do that really quick in the sports center? That, that, that's a deeper <laughs> just tell, conversation, just man. Just tell me I'm wrong. It's <laughs> a deeper conversation. I'm, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. I mean, just uh, watching the way he that's plays, true. seeing how dynamic he is, he he reminds me a lot of Allen Iverson. Wow, that's some praise. I mean, I'm not saying he has a jump shot, but the way he moves on the court with that athletic ability, yeah, he got a little AI in him. They got something special working down there on Beale Street. A to Z brought to you by Redbox. They've got something for everyone along with the new comedy that can't be missed. Rent the King of Staten Island starring Pete Davidson, directed by Judd Apatow. Visit redbox.com for all the ways to watch. As I mentioned, NFL Talk with Diana Rossini is here. The season is less than one week away. Fingers crossed that the season actually goes off and stays that way. Diana, good morning. First thing for you, she joins us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. What is the very latest on Jadavian Clowney and a potential landing spot? Well, Zubin, I'll get to the news in, in a second here. I, I, I have some champagne for you guys. I haven't been on your show since you guys launched Uh, And I also thought it was just a really good excuse to have some mimosas really early in the morning. But guys, (laughs) congratulations to all three of you. You guys are off to to a a fantastic start. Uh, I can tell you the critics in New Jersey and New York, they're they're tough on morning radio. And so far, so good from what I can tell from the people I'm talking to. Uh, Zubin, I've worked with you for, for years now. You are one of the best sports broadcasters on this planet. So well, thank you. Uh, wow. everyone thank you. that's listening well, is really th- lucky. Thank you. Thank you uh, so much. Thank there, you. There, there you go, Diane. Look at him. He's Keyshawn not, making it yeah, all look about at him. He's blushing. <laughs> so what about Jadavia and Claudia? I really well, appreciate you guys are fabulous. it. At least accept the compliment. <laughs> at least accept the compliment, Zubin. Say thank you. Thank you, Diane. I really appreciate it. <laughs> He's red, Diane. He's red. Oh, I'll tell you, you got him blushing over here. You're going to match that sweater in a minute. I'm going to pop the champagne right now. So uh, we've got a landing spot. Well, Zubin, let's get to Clowney then. Yeah, you're so honored, Zubin. You're so honored. All right, so so here's what we got, guys. The sweepstakes has heated up. So the Tennessee Titans have been very patient with Clowney here. They've had their eyes on him for the last few months. But late yesterday, the New Orleans Saints popped out of nowhere because they've been watching the situation, but they weren't one of the teams that I was in touch with that – 
were sharing information that, that they wanted to land J.D. So yesterday, Sean Payton gave Clowney a phone call, talked to him about all the great reasons why he should pick the Saints. And the reason why Payton is selling Clowney so hard on this is because they don't have the money that Clowney is looking for compared to the Tennessee Titans who are closer to where Clowney is looking at. So Peyton's selling him on everything, this championship winning atmosphere, Drew Brees, Cam Jordan, the system they're in there, and also the fact that they've got 11 nationally televised games. So he's really feeding into all of that. Oh, yeah, and on top of the fact that he's trying to sell the fact that, you know, if Clowney can go to New Orleans for one year, maybe he can make some magic and get a bigger deal if he has an exceptional season like we saw Peyton do with Teddy Bridgewater, obviously can't really compare quarterbacks uh, to, def uh, to defensive players. But that's part of the pitch here. New Orleans, it, it feels almost like a, like a college recruiting vibe here. New Orleans is just all in. They're throwing everything at Jadavion Clowney to make this work. While the Tennessee Titans are sitting there going, hey, this is a scheme that works for you. You played with Mike, excuse me, you, you played under Mike Vrabel before. You had your best and most successful season with Houston when Vrabel was your coach. This, this makes the most sense in terms of production for you and fit, but it's really going to come down to money for Clowney and really where he wants to go. Yeah, that, that is true. Diana, let's stay right here in New York. The New York Jets obviously have some issues of their own with the head coach and star running back Le'Veon Bell not always on the same page. Is this thing going to end bad for either one of those guys? Yeah. Um, so I, I've been in touch with, with Le'Veon Bell all offseason, just checking in to make sure uh, he's doing all right and, and what his mentality was going into the season because he'd be the first to admit that last year was not good for him. We know that him not being out in the field for the last two seasons hurt him. And, you know, he will continually share that this is the most focused he's ever been, the most fit he has been. And anytime I've asked him directly if he has any issues with Adam Gase, he always says it's overstated, it's overplayed. But as you guys know, we all recall the, the sort of, it wasn't even rumors, it was more like uh, whispers uh, that Adam Gase never wanted Le'Veon Bell. That, that that wasn't something he was signed up for, at least signing up for when he became the head coach of the Jets. So um, do, do I see it working out? I mean, uh, if they can be productive out of the gate here, uh, but but it just we know how the Jets are. And, and so far, this run with Adam Gaze has, has been nothing but awful. Diana, next time we have you on the show, you have to be drinking the champagne with us while you're doing the hit. That makes <laughs> for better TV. Uh, I want to ask you about the Cowboys. They've released uh, their safety and haha -ha Clinton Dixon. What does this mean? Does Earl Thomas, are we going to see him potentially with the Cowboys? What does this mean for his career? Yeah, so the, the Cowboys will continually say the same thing, which is, eh, we're keeping an eye on it. We're monitoring it. Um, but, but similarly to the Clowney situation, Jay, teams want their guys in their building now, not just to get uh, accustomed to their culture and their playbook and everything that they do in their organization but because of all these COVID-19 protocols, right? So guys have to test for three days before they can get out with the team. And look where we're at. We're, we're a week out here. We're, we're playing less than less than seven days. Um, so in, in terms of their interest, if it doesn't happen in, in the next day or two, I, I don't see it panning out. That being said, that being said, a lot of free agents, agents are have shared with me that 
they're going to wait and see cut day here. Let's see what happens Saturday where a lot of teams can make more room to pay guys who are out on the street. So I expect a lot of movement to happen this weekend. I'm not completely sold that the Cowboys are all in on Earl Thomas at this point. Diana, uh, this offseason obviously hasn't been the traditional offseason in the NFL in terms of getting guys ready as well as training camp. What type of football are we going to see? Is it going to be sloppy or is it just going to be, you know, no preseason? What what are we going to see? I was talking to some Patriots players over text message yesterday because I wanted to get a little reaction to, to Cam Newton being named the, the captain there and the starting quarterback, uh, which, Key, you called that a month ago. Uh, when, when, I w- when I was on the radio with you, we were, we were discussing it. I think this was your previous j- uh, job. Um, you, you said he was going to win it, and he did. So credit to you there. Um, <laughs> but one of the players said, you know, not having preseason games as much as we hate it, um, there, there's just so much advantages. And it's one of those things, maybe it was good that we lost it because now we realize the value in it. Um, and, and anytime I've talked to coaches, in terms of their overall philosophy headed into week one, everyone's a little panicked because they just don't know what they are yet. Uh, I had a conversation with one head coach and I said, you know, just very generally, you know, are you guys, are you guys good this year? <laughs> I was really trying to pick his brain for fantasy reasons, but, th- but that being said, <laughs> uh, and his response was, uh, I, I don't really know is what he said. He's like, I, I just don't know. We haven't really been tested. We're going up against our guys. I, I think we're good. I, I think we're, we're picking up from, from where we left off last season, but, um, I think this week one is is going to be horrendous in terms of the play of football. I think we're all going to be excited to see it, but I think it's going to take a second for everyone to sort of get their feet under them. Mm. Totally agree. Nobody cares about rookie camp, mini camp, OTAs in the preseason until you need them. As Diana said, we'll see what the quality of play looks like coming up week one, which is less than one week away. And that is one of the NFL's best insiders. Diana, thank you so much. Thank you for making him blush. That was great. <laughs> Highlighted my yeah, day, he's Diana. So oh, Zubin, he's still Zubin. blushing. Zubin's, he going to turn you whole he, sweater. He, he looks the color of his sweater right now. It's incredible. <laughs> that was great. Diana Rossini joining us. We'll have her on throughout the season, of course, to take us inside yes. the NFL. One of the best insiders out there okay so she quickly mentioned at the end look we're in a situation here where key you kind of said it we're walking into unprecedented territory there's so much pomp and circumstance for the nfl's 100th season and the packers and the bears and we're all ready for it and here we are the next season couple seasons down the road and nobody knows what to expect no you don't you really don't because you know preseason is one thing you you get a chance to you know get the rut knock off the rust a little bit z you you're there you're in the building this social distancing at practice now, it's just, it's a different deal. I want to see when they take the field, the first couple quarters, Kansas City, Houston, next Thursday, September 10th, Yep. Uh, what it looked like. What is it going to look like? You know, they're going to be spread out from one end zone to the other end zone. They're not within the 40-yard uh, mark anymore. It's going it's to it's be a little weird. No question about it. We're going to take it or shake it. One of Key's favorite games in one minute. But first, here's your Sports Center updates. And an OB catch and shoot. Oh! Down the bottom of the well for OG Ananobi. Toronto wins it. OG splashes it home on the cross court pass from Lowry. They're going to review it. And if it stands, Toronto is back in the series as OG splashes it down. Wow. I have seen it all. 
Come on, man. That's a win in the Eastern Conference semifinals. You saw them win the finals last exactly. year. Have you really yeah. seen it all? Uh, <laughs> TSN 1050 on the call. Jay, OJ, Ananobi, 12 points, but the three biggest to help the Raptors save their season. Incredible bucket. More incredibly, though, the pass from six foot Kyle Lowry over the seven six Taco Fall delivered it like Tom Brady right in the pocket. It was like an inbound skip pass. It was unbelievable. Speaking of the Raptors, Kawhi, of course, there last year. Clippers made an early statement against the Nuggets. He said the Nuggets had no chance. Barkley was with us the other day, said they would get swept. Easy win, 23-point win. The Nuggets are just gassed. 1-0 series lead for the Clippers. And we'll end today with news coming out of Foxborough, which is totally, I think, within reason and not surprising to anybody. Cam Newton is the Pat starter. He is also the Pat team captain. He joined the franchise just a few weeks ago, so that may show you just what Bill Belichick thinks about him. He has been effusive in his praise, and it seems to be validated with those two appointments yesterday to the starting position and then captain. Sports Center brought to you by Mako. Mako's ready to fix those dents, repair that collision damage, spray on a fresh coat of paint with online estimates, contactless service, and their best price guarantee. Come to Mako and roll out refreshed. Go to Mako.com to get started and find a shop near you. Uh-oh. Better get Mako. And it is time for one of Key's favorites and ours, we're learning. Take it or shake it. Simply shake put, it. That could be coming. Simply put, we'll give you one sports topic. Either you take it, you like it, or shake it, you're bagging it. And we'll begin straight up with the NBA. Key, the Heat will win the Eastern Conference all the way. Take it. Take, take it. it. I think when you look at Coach Spolster as well as Riley sitting there, but Jimmy Butler in particular, he didn't have a great game the other night, but he finished, closed it out. And when you look at Giannis and what Milwaukee has been able to do, until they find a real number two to go with Giannis, yeah, that Milwaukee thing is going to have to go somewhere else. Just saying, there's a team north of here called the Boston Celtics. I know they gave away one last night. But those boys sure as hell look good, Key. Kimball Walker, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart's playing at a high level. Jalen Brown, lockdown defender. Love to see that matchup between Jimmy Butler and Jalen Brown. Mm. And we should mention that would be a shake it. Donovan Mitchell should leave the Utah Jazz. Key, take it or shake it. Ooh, tough one. Shake it. Shake it. Shake it. Yeah, you, you go ahead and just stay. Just stay, get your money, man, and, and hopefully they could draft a draft a guy or bring somebody in to help you out. Now, they've been able to attract good free agents in the past up in Utah, so maybe they can go get one of these mid-level stars to join him. Yeah, they got a guy like Carlos Boozer back in the day. Don't forget that they had Darren Williams, yeah. guys. I mean, they, they had they, a yeah. they had some good dynamic teams back then. That's very similar to what Dame has done in Portland. I will ultimately respect Donovan Mitchell staying in Utah. But, you know, that's okay until he decides to potentially think about going to the Los Angeles Lakers. And then Kia tell him to shake it and go to L.A. <laughs> Keep playing both sides, but an election year. Got to be on both sides. All right, this is my favorite. Take it or shake it. Cam will lead the Pats further in the playoffs – then Brady takes Tampa Bay. Take it or shake Ooh, it. What? Who goes further with their new team? Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. Yeah, I, I think when with the addition of Leonard Fournette and Gronkowski and just what they, they they're a little more stable in terms of the roster down there in Tampa. Um, so he has a, a a better opportunity, although that conference is going to be tough. Now, with that being said. There's not a whole lot to deal with other than Kansas City, Baltimore, maybe Pittsburgh 
in the AFC. I don't really – Houston's there, Tennessee's there, but not nearly like those other teams. And so Cam could emerge – and go further, but I think right now, as it stands, is Brady. Operative word could. We just sat here for 10 minutes before the show. Like, who the hell is Cam going to throw the ball to? But, you know, I'm rolling with you on that, Key. Well, here's the question. Who is he throwing the ball to? Gronk, Evans, all these guys. Now you got Leonard Fournette in the mix out of the backfield. Key, the Bucks' skill guys, the guys I just mentioned, and others, Braid, et cetera, are the best in the <laughs> NFL. Their whole skill position group, better than anyone else. Take it or shake it. That's a tough one. Uh, I would say take it for sure. Take it! O.J. Howard, Gronkowski, Evans, Godwin, Fournette, Ronald Jones. Yeah, I'll take that. Don't look at me. I don't know skill positions like that. No, I'll take I'll, I'll that. Take, I'll take it with you. <laughs> look. Well, here's one you know. We're going to get the key on this first, but this would be right up your alley. Ty Lue will be the next head coach. I should mention the Rockets still actually do have a current head coach. So I'm going to kick him out the door before he's gone. Boom! Okay. It's coming! <laughs> Former Laker legend Mike D'Antoni, our legend too strong. Ty Lue will be the next head coach of the Houston Rockets. Shake it! Shake it! I don't think that that'll be the job that, that he gets because they still, whether D'Antoni's coming or going or whatever, they, why would you want that? Right? Westbrook, along with Harden, that style of play, you're going to have to come in and do some things. And, and do you have the roster to run the system that you want to run? Because that's set up for Mike D'Antoni's system right now. And then you would have to hit the reset button. But he – I would take the Sixer job before I would the, the – uh, I would take the Sixer job before I would Houston's. Well, you were Coach Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons before you were Coach Russell Westbrook and James Harden? Yeah, I would. Huh. I, 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 because I, I, I'm a, I, I'll put – I'll put it down if I'm Ty Lue on Embiid. Get him in shape like Barkley said. You need a tough coach, and I think Ty Law will be that guy to do it. I could agree with that for the sake that you'll be in the Eastern Conference, and when you think about the talent that they actually have in the East, it, it seems if you're able to – the only problem is how do you unload those deals? How do you know Tobias Harris, your highest-paid guy, Al Horford, another really high-paid guy. I think you have four guys that are making $150 million combined this year. That's going to be the big problem. You have to put your trust in Ellen Brand. And who's really running that ship is a big question with the 76ers. No question. Ty Lue, the only guy that could ream LeBron, and LeBron would take it. Don't underestimate that. Still to come this Be careful morning. careful what you – I don't want to talk about LeBron anymore. <laughs> I'm done. I totally Man, you better I said, That's why I just said I'm leaving it alone. There's a reason From I'm now not on, on just say 23 in gold and leave it alone. You'll be straight. <laughs> You'll be good. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests will join us on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. That includes On The Way – the general manager of the Nets, Sean Mark. Stephen A. said his job was gained, Steve Nash's, by white privilege. What is the what? white GM of the Nets Stephen a on this show, man. have to say about it? He's up next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. 
See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. How about the passion yesterday from Jay Will and the guys, the guy that pulled the trigger, made the move to bring Steve Nash aboard is with us in 30 seconds. We're back. Keyshawn, Jay Will and Zubin live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Heineken. Key working on his jump shot with his Lakers ready to go tonight on ESPN. Keyshawn, Jay Will, Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, cars, homes, boats, motorcycles, RVs, and more at Progressive.com. Let's get right to it on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. We are joined by Brooklyn Nets general manager, Sean Marks. Good morning, Sean. I think the Warren thing all college basketball fans pro basketball fans anybody that loves this game that saw Nash play at any level and now coach at this level they want to know the biggest reason the single biggest reason you hired Steve Nash and signed him to a four-year deal Uh, good morning thanks for having me on uh you know what I don't know if there's one single reason I think it comes down to quite a few things to be brutally honest but um, you mentioned it before is, is the trust and you know I've had a long relationship with Steve and I, and I know the, the type of character he is and the type of person he is and how, how he leads you know he led you know the Phoenix Suns that I was a part of and I saw that firsthand and the empathetic leader and the trust that he developed between coaching staff and one through 15 on the bench it was it was impressive that's nothing like I've ever seen before what's up Sean Jay Will here how you doing man I'm doing great, thank you. How are you doing? I'm doing good, brother. How do you respond to Stephen A. Smith going on TV yesterday saying that this was a white privilege selection of Steve Nash? Uh, look, we're, we're in unprecedented times here, and, and, I, and I understand where Stephen A. is coming from, but you know, I think in this moment in time, you know, I'm looking to hire you know, the best person, the best fit, for this job at this moment in time. And that is undoubtedly Steve Nash. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm not looking for um, anything other than who is going to be the best fit with these particular players at this, at, at this time. Um, you know, as I said before, we, we, um, we did cast a very, a very wide net, a very diverse net and looking at candidates. And, and there's a lot of tremendous candidates out there without, without a doubt. I mean, this is a, this is a, uh, a good time to be looking for, um, whether it's you know assistant coaches, coaches, what, what have you, because there's there's a lot of really really talented individuals out there. Um, at the end of the day, it came down to you know, who we wanted to be the head of our snake, and and that's 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 Steve. Sean, when you look at it, you hire Steve Nash, no prior coaching experience at any level. Why would this? Why do you feel it's going to work though? 
Yeah, I think it goes back to the trust he was able to, um, you know, develop with his teammates. I have seen the rapport that he has with with players around the league already. I mean, he's he's always working guys out in the off seasons and so forth, and and giving his time and so forth. But you know, when people say, you know, he he has had no coaching experience. You know, I, I honestly I would make the argument that he's been coaching for twenty years. You know, I mean, he has. He is a guy like that, uh, playing that position. If you notice how he played and you watched how he played, and if you got firsthand experience, like I was fortunate to, to get, you know, like, look, he helped coach those teams he was on. And he was a big vocal voice, whether that's on the court and off the court. And I think the off court is, to be honest, just as important, maybe even more important than on the court. You know, it's developing those trust with not just Kevin and Kai, but it's one through 15. I mean, he was, he's one of the only people I've ever, ever really come across where he truly put team statistics ahead of everything individual. He was not interested in individual accolades whatsoever. And, uh, and it showed how he played and how he managed the game. As you made the decision, Sean, and you went through the whole process, did it make it easier for you knowing Steve but also having a veteran guy like Jacques Vaughn who is going to stay on as the lead assistant to help kind of I guess bring Steve alone from a head coaching standpoint absolutely without a doubt I I give Jacques so much credit for what he did for this for this group over the last four years not just you know he gets you know a lot of notoriety for what happened in the bubble but really for what he's done you know, for for our time here together uh, in, in Brooklyn. So the fact that you know Steve one hundred percent wanted him back and and pushed for Jacques and and they've been on the phone multiple times. You know, saying, "Hey, look, I need you here," and I think that speaks volumes for the humility um, that Steve possesses. And he knows, look, this is this is never about one person here. Not about a GM. Not about a head coach. This is about a collaborative effort. And for us to uh, you know achieve the goals that we've set out for ourselves and, and, and get the most out of these players in this moment in time, you know, it's going to take every single person within the organization. Sean, knowing that you now have Steve Nash as your head coach and with Jacques Vaughn right there as your head assistant, Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, Spencer Dinwiddie, uh, Kara Savert, what kind of style of basketball could we expect to see next season? Yeah, I, I've talked to Steve a little bit about this and I'll let him and his coaching staff really develop it. But I think we all know the ways Steve liked to play. They liked a lot of ball movement, liked the pace of the game. So I expect us to get up and down very quickly. Um, you know, he's a very progressive mind. He's very curious. So the fact that he spent, you know, the last few years w- with Golden State and, and under sort of the tutelage of, of Steve Kerr and, and, and watching those guys, um, you know, I think we'll probably take some things from their game. But I think Steve will make this his, and, and along with his coaching staff. But I, I, without a doubt, with the players that we have and with the curious mind of, of Steve and his staff, you know, it, it'll be a fun and entertaining style of basketball. It certainly will be. And with that being said, being here in New York, the expectations is always high for their sports. How much pressure is going to be on Steve to get to the Eastern Conference Final or even the championship for that matter? You know, I don't think he would have taken this job if he if he didn't want the pressure. Uh, I mean, Steve has played in some of the biggest moments in, in NBA games and NBA series and so forth. Um, you know, he he wants it, you know, more than most. And I think we all are, are very realistic about what the expectations are for us. You know, we have worked extremely hard to to build Brooklyn up, 
you know, as, as an organization over the last four years and give us the opportunity to go out there and compete. And, you know, a lot of things have to go your way. You have to stay healthy and, you know, you, you need a little luck involved without a doubt. I mean, all of those of us that play at you know, a high level realize that, you know, you don't get to the Eastern Conference finals or finals or even win it without, you know, a certain level of luck. But, you know, you, you make your own luck. And I can guarantee you that, you know, Steve is, uh, is ready for that. And just knowing the work ethic that he has, you know, um, I'm excited to see what, what comes out of it. Sean, can you give us some context on the relationship that Steve has with KD and with Kyrie? Yeah, I know their paths have crossed um, numerous times. I mean, Kevin and Steve obviously know each other um, better, I think, from the Golden State days. And, um, you know, talking to both of them, they've talked a little bit about how, you know, some of the little, you know, nuances that Steve has maybe given Kevin, you know, over the last few years about his game and so forth and practice time and how to be extremely efficient in, in their workouts and so forth. I mean, I think, Steve is a great teacher of the game and, and has done that his, his entire life, really. Um, and Kai and Steve have gone back, too. I know they've spent some time over the last, you know, several years, you know, really over Kai's, Kai's career working in off-seasons every now and then. And um, yeah, that just speaks to, one, the respect that Steve has with his peers, but also just the fact that, you know, the, again, comes back to humility and, and Steve saying, look, what can I give back to the game? How can I be a teacher? How can I pass some of my tricks on um, to the next generation and so forth. And, and you, honestly, you see that with, you know, Kai and Kevin now passing things on, on to, you know, whether it's Karis or Spencer or, uh, or the rest of the guys, which is terrific. Levert and Dinwiddie, last thing for you, uh, Sean Marks, general manager of the Nets. we got about 30 seconds here. Real quick, I think Nets fans and NBA fans are really wondering this short term. Health-wise, Kyrie and KD, where are they? Um, they are going to be ready to go. I can tell you that. So they're they're both extremely excited about being out there. And uh, and Kevin has said numerous times he can't wait to have that Brooklyn Nets jersey on him. And hopefully he gets to walk out in front of uh, fans at Barclays. But that's led to be seen. But they'll be ready to rock and roll. Of course. The next question is, when will that be? We'll have to wait to see when the NBA 75th season <laughs> begins with Kyrie and KD playing center stage. Cannot tell you how much we appreciate you ha- being with us this morning. Sean, thank you very much. Thanks, Sean. Appreciate it. My you, pleasure. Thanks, guys. Uh-huh. Real quick, Woj on the way with more at the top of the hour. Stephen A. Smith at 8.30 a.m. Eastern to see if he's got a change of heart on some of his comments that Jay mentioned with regard to the white privilege on the hiring. Guys, no, I, I, I got to tell you, I know, I know it was a really difficult question to ask Sean. I, I really appreciate his candor. Yeah, his candor and the honesty in, in answering that. And, uh, you know, look, 7-Eleven is going to be the thing next year, right? Like, not the convenience store, but you're talking about KD and Kyrie. <laughs> and so how are stupid, you? Man. Yeah, come on, Zuman. Come, come on, man. I can't. Man, the fans at home came and see what just happened. I'm not even going to make mention yeah, of it. Yeah, we got to leave it alone. I'm done. <laughs> Pieces of time. Um, but it really is going to be entertaining. We're all it. Oh, Lord. I wasn't thinking it. I wasn't thinking it. I can't with you. Still to come on the way, as I mentioned, Woj. Who's going to take over the Sixers? How does the rest of the NBA look at the Nets right now? And what's the reaction around the league to the hiring of Steve Nash? That's on the way. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. You can hear the show live weekdays at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio, ESPN News, or wherever you stream your audio.